what's up everybody welcome to we're offended you're offended i'm kim this is tyler and welcome back amy uh she's been on a couple of our other podcasts uh so you can go check them out (laughs) i can't remember what numbers they were but they were there yeah me neither (laughs) um it is friday so you know casual friday and all Actually, I would uh, cancel that because we have another one to do that's about the Amber Heard and all that and PTSD and all that shit. So this is going to be an an extra shot episode. We're going to talk about PTSD? <laughs> no, no, this is this is going to be after like me and Kim I, have another I've one. I've got so many opinions about, on so. all of that content. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Hey, Amber Heard, can... abortion. Um, so God, what else? Um, Amanda Duart uh, having a fucking meltdown in on the Twitter sphere, like wow. literal racist. Like sh- holy, yeah, I saw holy. that. Like intense. Um, eh? That comment about yeah. maybe I won't spoil the fun if you're planning a different episode. But <laughs> which one? The the, the Trump. I want to get impregnated by Trump so I could chop the baby's head off. That one. Yeah. So I, that one, and also <laughs> she had another one that was like, um, I wonder wow. how all these white men would feel if a black man came and got their daughter pregnant. Oh I, my I, God. I do wonder how these white supremacist lawmakers would feel if their little white daughters were raped and impregnated by a black man. Yeah. Oh my so you, God. you just like that is that if not racist, that is severely bigoted. Like, okay, like <laughs> you want to talk about like it is very much racism, racism like under like secret racism, right? Like I am conscious enough of that kind of shit that I like that would not come out of me. Like, <laughs> there's no way. Okay, so Amy, I, are you I'm pretty ballsy? Yeah. Are you on a time crunch today? I'm not crazy. No, no. no. Okay, I'm well, a, like I, I pumpkin up at midnight or so. <laughs> well, we're already talking about certain things like this, so you know we can just jump right in and then halfway through Uh-oh. we can cut it short and uh start a second episode just all together seeing as how we're we're already talking about all the shit all the shit that's going to happen in the next two shit. episodes oh how oh. pp fucking just ended john Sherris, his his political career in a 2 minute soundbite i don't even know what oh. that is oh you you'll see it it's so fucking good it's so fucking good Okay, so Tyler. I feel like this is just a racket for the Conservative Party to get money. Honestly, I feel like it's a way for them to funnel money into the party to have all these candidates because every single one of those candidates pays 300 grand. You know, and uh, I'll say, Pierre, two years later, finally came out and said, yeah, I support people's right to protest and the truckers and they just want their freedoms back. Maxime Bernier from day one was saying, no, this ain't right. This ain't right. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I think a little late, but yeah, Polyevra was just uh, being the finance critic, and I don't know what to say about that, or I don't know if he was, you know, some I, as a, like I was saying before we started, like I, I'm someone who's changed her mind on things, on big things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, it can happen, right? What are most like tons of inspiring kids movies are about how someone realized they were wrong and how to change a heart, right? Hundred like, percent. The hero's journey. Yeah. I mean, these things do happen. It, it, they really do. 
You know, like mm -hmm. it could be that Polly Everett was involved with WEF, saw the shit that's going down and started to be like, whoa, 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 this isn't about like just trying to make a better economy. Y'all be trying to take over the world. Maybe, maybe, but I don't know. I don't trust anybody yeah. as far as I could throw them. And that's the bigger problem now is I'm like, y'all be trying to fuck me. So <laughs> I don't know. There's well, I'm not talking about abortion. So that's, you know, pretty fitting. Yeah. Right. Well, that's and that's so, a, that's a big to... conversation too. Like that's a, that's yeah. a conversation where there have been people or there are people that are very one side or the other, and you have the the few of them that are kind of walking that middle line where you know, yeah. which I I think that I'm more like the the tightrope walker. <laughs> but uh, before we get into anything else, um, yeah. don't forget you can check us out on Twitter. Um, Facebook. We have a group there too. Oh, Instagram. Oh, <laughs> you can also watch us on YouTube and Rumble or listen to us on Spotify, Anchor. Um, yeah, don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe, leave some comments in the comment section below, and please share. Paris, it makes us feel warm and fuzzy inside. It's nice. It's nice. It's a good okay. feeling, you know. Right? Which which one are we are we going to touch on the talk on the abortion thing first should we look at doing that yeah let's start save... there yeah okay okay yeah. i'll save the i'll save the question of the day because it's uh doozy i'll give you some time to think about it amber heard or johnny depp okay okay so before we um get into the whole uh abortion thing so with the it's the roe v wade okay so that's that's what everybody has the up in arms with so I had done a little bit of um, looking into to kind of better understand what it actually means. And I think there's a lot of people out there that just hear the, the hype of people and, oh, that means you're not going to be able to get abortions anymore and this and that. And everybody's up in arms and they don't actually know what it means. So to anybody else out there who actually doesn't know what this Roe v. Wade is, I'm going to give you a little bit of a, a fill in here and then we will carry on. So um, it, Roe v. Wade, uh, which was done in 1973, it was a landmark decision from the U.S. Supreme Court, which the court ruled that the Constitution of the United States protects a pregnant woman's liberty to choose to have an abortion without excessive government restrictions. The decision struck down many U.S. federal, state, or federal and state abortion laws. Roe fueled an ongoing abortion debate in the United States about whether um, to extend abortion or the extent of abortion should be legal. Um, who should decide the legality of the abortion and what the role of moral and religious views in a political sphere should be? It's also shaped a debate concerning what methods of the, the Supreme Court, oh my God, court should use in constitutional adjudication. So with this, constitutional, I think I said that constitutional, but anyway, so what <laughs> this actual ruling was, was okay. In 1973, they had um, decided that for when a woman was in their first trimester, which is zero to 13 weeks, it's entirely up to the mother if they want to have an abortion or not. So government backs down just okay. Between this time, this is entirely the mother's decision. In the second trimester, from 14 to 26 weeks, the government can regulate it, but not 
ban, especially if it has anything to do with the mother's health. The third trimester, 27 to 40 weeks, the government can prohibit except when a mother's health is in danger. So this is what Roe v. Wade is, okay? Don't really think that's, that's anything really, really bad. So then I started looking into what would happen if the Supreme Court had overturned Roe v. Wade. Would abortion be illegal or would it mean that the state would have to get to decide? So basically what it is is that Roe v. Wade decision in 1973 made abortion legal nationwide. But overturning Roe would not mean a nationwide ban on the practice. Rather, it would give jurisdiction back to the states, each of which would be able to decide whether or not to allow abortion within these borders. And there are some states that would outlaw it completely, such as Louisiana, Mississippi, North and South Dakota. In a lot of the other ones, abortion is likely to remain legal in many of the other states. Um, they would just have, you know, they could, they could kind of make those rules where a lot of them, there's 20 states that would kind of keep how it's going right now, like within a certain parameter. Okay. Yeah. You can get it. But then at this point, unless it's a mother's health decision or um, life, you know, if the mother's life is in jeopardy, then we can agree to this. But other than that, no. So as an aside on that. hmm? There's basically no health care provider out there who would perform that procedure after the first trimester, basically, or here in Canada, for example, after 20 weeks without it being literally this, this woman's going to die. So it's not even a matter of law. Like in Canada, for example, we have no law whatsoever on abortion. However, the colleges and the healthcare providers themselves, like within their ethical guidelines still won't perform those procedures you can't roll in and be like i'm 34 weeks pregnant and i just don't want it anymore no they won't do that but that's no that's federal Um, though in canada we have actually it's very different at as a federal mandate but provincially the barrier is access to services so provincially there are no regulations like on a provincial legal level, barring anything either. However, through the health services, so the thing that's coming up right now in Canada, for example, to distract everybody, is that, and I think it's Nova Scotia or Newfoundland, one or the other, their provincial government will not pay for abortions performed in private clinics. They won't fund those. They only fund them performed in hospitals. So this is the thing that people are starting to get grumpy about in Canada to try to draw any attention to this at all, because we have no law and we haven't since 1988. Um, There's no regulation federally or provincially. However, medical colleges do provide guidelines to healthcare providers and there are ethical guidelines. And then the healthcare providers themselves have the right to decline those services at a certain point or for certain reasons. So basically, you could not go get a late-term abortion in Canada or the United States just for the heck of it. Nobody would do that. Like a healthcare provider will only provide that service if your life is in danger. Yeah, but they have well, like those, those laws where it's like up to and including birth. Like if if a baby can survive on its own and it's born, they can. They're they're talking about um, you can still technically have an abortion even though the baby's already 
born. And that's the thing where we, where there are big differentiations between law and regulation and college guidelines and doctor's own ability to ethically say no, right? That's why I think it's yeah. really important. Like I am, I'm, I'm, the older I get, like the more libertarian I get. And it makes me laugh because so, like I was saying, I come from a family that like escaped communism from Russia. And we were taught, like we were, my family was very political and we were expected to talk about these things. And my mom had a fridge magnet that said, if you're not a socialist when you're in your 20s, you don't have a heart. And if you're still a socialist when you're in your 30s, you don't have a brain. And <laughs> I like that. And uh, and and that always kind of made me laugh. And and I would say, like, I am um, I, I'm not opposed to social programs or whatever. I'm not opposed to paying some taxes to have a road or you know to have water services or or these kinds of things, right? I'm not opposed to that. Mm -hmm. But I'm still very libertarian in my ideals, and that that's where this comes from. So um, I'm gonna just pause and let you say the other things you wanted to say about the legal perspective, and then I'll because I have interrupted you, and I have realized that. Well, that's, that's okay. My, like my uh, top for, skill, interrupting. For the, <laughs> for the majority of it, for for my part anyway, uh, the majority of it was was done. Um, I had just found it kind of comical that there was some lady that was in New York. I don't know what her name is. She was a black woman, some political person. Candace Owens? No, no, it was not Candace Owens. She was older. Well, middle age, whatever. Anyway, older than Candace. <laughs> but uh, she was. They were like yelling and screaming about how they're about the Fourteenth Amendment and this goes against the Fourteenth Amendment and they're not going to go back to using coat hangers and stuff like that. So I had looked up what the Fourteenth Amendment was. Okay, and the Fourteenth. I, I thought it was the other way, right? Isn't it that the Fourteenth is what they're citing? That's what Roe v. Wade is now is going to state? violate. Yes. Yeah, okay. which yeah, yeah they're they're saying that the ninth and fourteenth is that this is going to directly affect the fourteenth and ninth amendment. Well, and the okay, okay well, I don't know him. what the ninth amendment is, but the fourteenth amendment I did look up because I was curious. So it says that anyone born in the United States is a citizen, and that all states must give citizens the same rights guaranteed by the federal government in the Bill of Rights. The fourteenth amendment also says that all citizens have right to due process and equal protection under the law in all states. So I don't really know how this overturning Roe v. Wade would go against that personally. Like it didn't really make too much sense to me, but I thought, yeah, because I had actually read that they were citing the 14th as reason to overturn it in that it's, it's, the 14th cites that the states are it's due process of law by the states which makes sense but this woman see, see i i should have i should and have if the federal bill of rights doesn't include that it doesn't then you know there's nothing to be done for it right and that's where i stand on those matters as far as that goes is that seems cut and dry to me if it wasn't supposed to be federal it wasn't supposed to be federal like it or not like that's the way the law works so other than that you'd have to make a change then, you know? And for what it's worth, I kind of think this is just a little bit of like, they had 40, this was, they had 50 years that they could have codified this into law. 
and they didn't. Yeah. And that kind of shows me that the powers that be wanted it to be open to keep being a problem. Well, and I, and I think Ruth Gators in or Ruth Bader Ginsburg specifically even cited it, which the left has heralded as this champion for women's rights, has said Roe v. Wade is terrible law. And the subsequent rulings that came from that um, has has totally fucked up what the Supreme Court's um, position oh, yeah. is on that. And, and yeah, they used her. Yeah, they they used her big time. Yeah. So yeah, even from the graves, she still fucked them. <laughs> so um, yeah. So, I mean, I grew up steeped in that. Like, it's kind of a good segue um, because I was, I was born in 1982. Um, my mom was a staunch pro-life activist. Yeah, holla, 82. Damn um, right. <laughs> my, obviously a very good vintage, eh? <laughs> um, Damn right. But my mom was a staunch pro-life activist. Um, in the late 70s, my mom had gotten pregnant and had actually gone down to the States to have an abortion. Um, she felt coerced. She felt like no one was really trying to help her uh, like with her situation. Or... No one was trying, like, it was as though everybody was like, yep, you should just have an abortion. Yep, you mm. should just, you be- yes. yeah, an abortion's definitely the choice for you, you know? Um, she was like, I think 18 at the time. And, uh, she didn't know until much later. It was it was with my dad. They were together already. And she didn't know until much later. But I guess my dad had spoken with someone like privately while my mom was speaking with someone privately, like at this clinic. And um, they told my dad that there was something wrong with the baby and that it wouldn't it wouldn't have any bones um, and made him made my dad really scared. And my dad kind of pressured my mom. Too. A long time later, my mom went and got those medical records back and there was no record of like they hadn't even done an ultrasound. This is like 1978, right? Like they hadn't anything. Mm. She was barely pregnant. So this was all a lie. Like they basically coerced a young couple into getting an abortion because they thought that was the best choice for this young couple to make. That's not okay. And yeah. Yeah. And so my mom lived with a lot of regrets for that. Uh, she and my dad got married only like a year or two after that. Um, and then also she ended up finding out that I guess during the procedure, they had injured her womb. They had actually perforated her womb. And years later, she had all this scarring from this that had been unknown. And this caused her to have a lot of trouble getting pregnant when she did want to have a child. And so um, my parents were married for five years before I was born with my mom trying and having losses and stuff. So for her, Aww, this you were came the to be, baby. right, basically, Aww. and I'm an only. Um, and so this came to be like something she really hung her hat on. And I, uh, and I, I say that not to make light of it, but this defined her in a huge way. Mm-hmm. Um, and she did not want anyone else to be coerced into anything like that. She didn't want anyone to not get all the information, but she also had this sort of edgy, um, like androgynous eighties, short haircut, feminist kind of vibe to her. And she would always Mm -hmm. say, well, I'm a feminist. I do what I want. 
Um, and I, I liked that vibe, uh, you know, like as in, I don't listen to what some group of people tells me I have to do to be a feminist or a woman or whatever. Um, and so my mom had this idea that culture needed to change, that you couldn't just say people have to stop having abortions. You couldn't just say this is illegal now that there needs to be a big shift in the culture because she was like, well, why did I even go to a clinic? Why did I even wonder what I would do? right? When I saw a pregnancy test, why did I even wonder? Why was it any question in my mind what I would do? Well, because of the way society is, because I was young, I lived in a small town, my, you know, my family was well known in the town. And, you know, my brother was already notorious, and my parents would be so embarrassed. And, you know, what would we do? And would, you know, my dad, like, they're still young, probably my dad's still a bit wild and drinking and partying all the time. And, you know, like, of these things right we I mean I'm sure we can all imagine what it's like to be young and pregnant all of a sudden well and it's Mm -hmm. it's, right it's everybody caring about what everybody (laughs) else is gonna think it's gonna it's worrying about what the perception is like yeah I know my aunts like a few of my aunts they were married when they were 16 like I think about that now and I'm like oh my god they were such babies like they were so young and they started the family so young and now most people are waiting until they're in their 20s and 30s before they're actually starting families. But the fact that, you know, it's true that people are people are thinking too much about what other people are going to think. And that's what they're basing their opinions on. And a lot of people who do have an abortion for those reasons do regret it after. And it really bothers them. Yeah. yeah. And so... Uh, that that factored in with just like that overarching cultural idea around being a young woman with a baby, right? Mm-hmm. That you're dirty and slutty and uh, you know undesirable, and you and you must be. <laughs> and you must be like and and that you must be like kind of stupid right and and incompetent right like there's so much wrapped up around that and then there and 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 this is like again where we get on this border of it being difficult because i'm not a socialist but we don't have a society where it's easy for a young mom with a kid to have a job and keep up to things and take care of herself and a household and that kid and and all of that stuff by themselves and that's because we have this world that's been set up for two income families and some of that is due to socialism and high taxes and and stuff too right so that that's all of that wrapped I, up I can I can push back on on that so like I I I guess like I do in fact I agree with your mom a lot it has a lot to do with culture because you you aren't going to change people by changing laws Laws are written by the people. So, you know, that's why we have stupid laws, you know, like you, you can't you can't smuggle a beaver in, in a briefcase or some stupid shit. Yeah. And we really yeah, do have the culture laws. thought that was wrong. But yeah. so um I, I this might be a controversial opinion. I think women getting into the workplace devastated the the economy. I think it completely devastated the economy. Oh shit. And I, I, I struggle because you know what? I don't necessarily disagree, but I think it goes back even further. I think if we dig deeper, it goes back even further to in- industrialization, to the industrial mm-hmm. revolution, because we used to have mo- primarily fa- family related businesses, right? 
we we had yeah. before that before that occurred we you would have had a a trade that your family did together for the most part yeah. or maybe like your mom did weaving and your dad made shoes or or you know was a blacksmith or whatever right but like generally we people had like family based trade type businesses mm -hmm. and and women would have worked as well right like basket weaving or sewing or washing or you know uh, like these kinds of work domestic service or or that kind of thing or but it it would have been like not on this corporate nine to five, try to get a babysitter kind yeah. of thing. Right. So your kids are here with you like around and it's part of life all the time that yeah. you. And being, and being around adults, like children being around adults, seeing how adults interact actually makes them develop faster. Oh, hundred percent. Yep. hundred percent. And the whole and the whole culture supporting that, right? So that all the adults in a neighborhood let their kids go run and play and pop back in and do a bit of chores and run out and play again or whatever. There's mm. this great book called, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, it's even even just like the whole baby talk with your with your kids when they're younger. Like when, when you're doing a lot of that baby talk, like, oh, you got to go wee wee. And you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, I you use know. real words with my kids. Exactly. <laughs> and like, my mom had said, like, with me and my sister, she didn't talk to us like we were babies. She talked to us with normal words and talked to us like yeah. we were adults. Well, essentially, obviously, you know what I mean by that. But uh, she yeah. would just talk to us normally. And both me and my sister started talking really quickly. Like, we didn't, so did it didn't take us a long time yeah. to talk. Yeah. Yeah. So. so there's this really great book called The Continuum Concept. I think it's a great read for like anybody in the world. Um, but I read it when I became a parent. Um, and it's Herself. by this woman who lived with the Yaquana people in the Brazilian jungle in the 1970s. Um, and some of the stuff she talks about um, is, is just amazing. The way she talks about kids, she says like in their culture, they just sort of have an expectation that a kid will want to do what a grown up is doing. And mm -hmm. they always, they don't have toys. They have miniatures of adult things at yeah. the ready, miniatures of tools, miniatures of equipment, right? So like a play kitchen or, you know, like a play tool set or whatever, or a smaller broom. And she says, yeah. but the other thing is, is the kid tries it a little bit. And she says, almost all the time, like the little ones, they try a little bit and then they, they quit. Like they don't finish and yeah. nobody cares because it's about this being part of your regular life. Yeah. And also this like, and she just sort of imparts this to you in these little, these little stories. Right. And she tells another story about how they're working on building a hut. And this one guy takes a break and she, as this like white European woman is like, well, the, what's that guy doing? He's taking a break. Like how come he's sitting down? And everybody else is like, well, okay, cool. Um, so she's like, how come he's taking a break? And everybody's like, well, because he's ready for a break. Like, you know, just because he's taking a break. Like, he'll start again when he's ready to start again. Like, do you need a break? You, you can take a break. 
Like, yeah, nobody's required. There's not, it's not a shift. Like if you, if you need to sit down for a bit, go sit down and then come back. Like it's an honor system set up. Right. And, uh, and so that it goes back to that right? when there's not this like constant from right when you're young, this like forced and labor is negative and contributing to your culture is negative. Contributing to your group is negative. Then those things are natural and normal, but yeah, there's there's always this give and take, right? Of of all of that too, and so I don't want to give all of myself to my community. Just you know, like yeah. and that kind of circles around to that mandate idea. So anyway, growing up in this um, with my mom, like some of my earliest memories are being like sitting in my stroller at protests. Um, my mom was very active in this, right? And she got a full-time job working for a national. It's as soon as I put my hands like up, then my yeah, light the changes a little bit. Hey, <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> anyway, she got a full-time job working for Canada's national pro-life organization as running their charity and their magazine and stuff when I was still pretty young. So and then part of what my mom advocated for was to make it easier for people to have a family and be successful. So if I had a day off school, my mom would make a point of like bringing me to work, right? To set an example hmm. of and encourage her staff to do the same. And so I, I spent time, you know, listening to these debates. I mean, also my dad worked out of town when I was young and my mom ran counseling hotlines. So I would get dragged out of bed sometimes in the middle of the night to go like help some young women in crisis. And I give my mom yeah. credit because she, she really put her money where her mouth was on that, you know, yeah. and really was like, yeah, I will. I'll get up in the middle of the night and drive across town and sit in a Tim Hortons with my kid in my arms and listen to you cry for a while. Absolutely. I'm here, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, so. Of course, by nature, I was pro-life, right? I, I was raised in this, and this was what I was taught was right. So, yeah. and my mom could do no wrong to me as, a, like, you know, in my eyes as a child. So, yeah. uh, of course, this is what I believed. And over time, as I got into my 20s, so I, I came to have this a bit of a different belief. Like, you know, my mom was staunchly for prohibiting abortion, you know, period, right? Like it shouldn't yeah. be available only if the mother's going to die. My mom even would have said, and my mom was someone who had been sexually assaulted, but my mom, and I know she's like on record in a radio interview saying she was asked about rape and her response was, we've eliminated the death penalty for a rapist. Why should we give it to a child? That That's how she felt about it. So and even, and that I actually, I don't agree with. So that one is, you know, that's one of the really tough polarizing yeah. ones, right? And I mean, this is the thing is, there's this, it's not quite related, but there's this guy, Dr. Sears, a lot of people know of him because he's like a, a famous pediatrician who gives a lot of like natural parenting advice. But mm -hmm. he says, you know, he says like, uh, when matters are so difficult as parenting, so nuanced, so intense, you can't come to me asking me for a black and white simple answer on everything. Yeah. Like that's not how it works, right? Matters of scruples are important and they they do have ample gray area. So the way I see things, you know, when I got into my 20s, I started to have more of this idea of like, you know, for the most part, what other people do really is in my business. Um mm -hmm. and if like everyone's at liberty and we're just all existing, 
like you know we're, we're like there's no morality to the universe at large we humans construct morality but there isn't much morality to the universe and i'm gonna like we can talk about religion i'm not religious but if we want to go into religious arguments i can go there too because i went to catholic private school for many years <laughs> so but not really. on, well i guess on, on the philosophical side of it but like i'm no I'm right not, I'm right not religious, but. but objectively the world the earth the what we know of the universe doesn't have much to show us as far as morality, if anything, it shows us that it doesn't give a fuck about what's right or wrong because yeah. things die indiscriminately. We have like weird bugs that can climb inside a child's eye and lay eggs in there and explode and render them blind all their life. Like, I mean, there's no, you know, tidal waves and, and horrible illnesses yeah. and like, you know, um, we so are from so that perspective, insignificant, like even yeah. to the world, we are yeah. insignificant. To the galaxy, we are, we are, we don't exist. To the universe, yeah. we are, we are nothing. Nothing, right. And really, I mean, being alive is the commonest thing there is. It's not really special at all, right? Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? It's, it's damn it's, special. I like, I mean, you're special like everyone else, right? Damn <laughs> yeah, special people yeah, are ruining it for me. So, <laughs> I know, so, right? So what, what gave the flip from being, I guess, pro pro life to being i don't know would it be pro choice i don't I think am it's pro choice pro, yeah. yeah i would call myself pro choice and so it's not a couple pro, things. not necessarily pro abortion i i no. think there, that there's like three no. spectrums yeah there's so i am pro choice, choice. people can have choices it's not mm -hmm. my business to say like i can have morals my own morals and i can choose to act within them right mm -hmm. Um, but I gotta admit, like, I, I mean, we're from Winnipeg. If I'm walking downtown and I see a couple dudes getting into it together, that's not my fucking business. Right? Just look, don't look at it. Business. Don't look at it. Nope. Y'all be doing your thing and that's <laughs> not anything to do with me, right? I used to live like two blocks away from Teasers and sometimes we'd go for a beer run and see bikers beating the shit out of somebody in the back lane and just like, ba -ba -ba -da -da. see you later, fellas. Like not interested it's not my you got involved with bikers man that's not my problem you know like that's not not for me to to get involved with i, I mean if i saw somebody who if there was an obvious power difference like once i saw a guy beating a woman up on the street i stopped to ask if they needed help he's screaming at her i phone 911 on the payphone say somebody's got to come help these people and i leave right like that's that's the extent i'll get involved in other people's shit right it's, it's just not my business so if you're like hitting a kid on the street or something i'm gonna come get involved in that but you know, i'm, I'm gonna tell you though adult things you know if i see somebody like like the adult things 100 percent. when i see someone hurting an animal i'm sorry gloves come off yeah i got this with girl that. Yeah. goes freaking crazy like you yeah. you don't want to see when that yeah. what happens but oh um, yeah yeah same it, with it, like there was actually uh i had mentioned it on our podcast earlier this week or last week uh, then I ended up calling the cops on somebody because I seen them abusing their foster kid in a store. Oh, wow. So, yeah. 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 I don't hesitate on that kind of thing for sure. Nope. But so here's where it came down to it for me as if I, if I parse it out, um, my body, like when people say my body, my choice, everybody's like, what about the baby? Okay, cool. What about the baby? 
I'm not talking about the baby. I'm talking, so just, and I'll call it a baby. I'm not, it's fine. I'll call it a baby. I don't need to call it a fetus. Or sometimes I'll call it a fetus. I don't care. I interchange. So here's the thing is I've got a body. I've got a womb. Okay. That's, I've got that rig in there. Now, when I have an egg and there's a sperm and it gets fertilized, now there's this fertilized egg, right? Now, the part that's my body, my choice is if I choose to let this egg be in my uterus. That's the part that's my body, my choice. Now, here's here's the unfortunate side effect. The unfortunate, like, next thing that happens due to that is if I say no, if I say no, little, little fertilized egg, you can't kick it up in here, it can't survive. Yeah. Can't survive without that growing environment. And we don't have the technology to take an already implanted embryo out of one uterus and put it in another one. Right. So that's really where the problem is. Someone would, someone would want it. That's the argument we hear all the time. Right. So many people who want a baby, someone would want it. Right. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I guess me being an eternal pragmatist, get going on the technology like pro-lifers for what it's worth. My mom, a staunch pro-lifer was very strongly against new reproductive technologies also. Yeah. Yeah. Right. She didn't want people being able to implant eggs and this kind of stuff. I mean, she had big issues with the idea that you might fertilize five embryos and then only take two and the others would get tossed, right? Yeah. Never mind selective, um, uh, what do they call Editing. it? Like to, to, to de- or to decrease how many, like if you had in oh. vitro and then you have now like all of a sudden five embryos took and then you're like, holy smokes, we have to like reduce... <laughs> the number of of embryos here or whatever right so my my mom was staunchly against that as most strong pro-life advocates are because they're concerned about the idea that you would just start making tons of and my mom was really worried about test two babies and she would say well are these people then like if we're doing this you know what are the implications are they going to start just creating people and then destroying them for stem cells or research or organs or whatever so i mean again it's a pandora's box as soon as you get into anything like this yeah it becomes a religious uh you know playing god kind of kind of idea and i have we already are doing right absolutely and i'm like i read brave new world like i i get what the concern is about that like Mm -hmm. you know for sure so Bill Gates just bought up a bunch of sh- stuff to make like synthetic breast milk. Oh my God, yeah. Bill Gates. Oh, yeah. What? The, I, I'm so sick of Bill Gates, Mr. Computer I know, Dude. Apparently right? running the world lately, whether it's giving medical advice or now being pregnant. I don't freaking know, but I'm just so sick He's of it. He's a weirdo. So weird. Yeah. Right? So, but, but so, um, so, well, I was going to say, because looking at this, in, at, at the information, um, even if I, if I pull up, God, I, I can pull up, any statistic but so if, if we're looking at it in, in terms of let's let's say because the big argument is is for viability and i understand that you know the my, my my body my choice okay but but ultimately that that sperm didn't get there by magic it was either consensual or non-consensual so well, if it's consensual Okay, then you knew what was happening. Like, I, I think a lot of this has to do with personal responsibility. Sure, we knew the risks, but we also knew that there was a solution. So what I would ask is, like, okay, I it's my choice to get in a car, right? 
or it's yeah. my choice to to drive on the mm. highway right i mean we could go down quite a rabbit hole like that and say well nobody ever needs to anything and i get worried about that with medicine right because what were we hearing of well if you're not going to get vaccinated now you're not you don't have a right to use the hospital right like we were hearing yeah. an argument like this so you knew the consequences yeah. if you didn't want to then you're not entitled so with I think that, that's a bit of a slippery slope too. With that, sorry to to, to jump in here. No, no. But with yeah, that yeah. too, you see so many people who during the whole COVID thing, which hasn't even ended yet, but during the whole COVID yeah. thing, were very pro-mandate, pro-vaccines, da-da-da-da-da-da-da, and very against the people who were my body, my choice, you know, like right. anti-mandates, anti-vaccines. Yeah. And now they're all my body, my choice. Well, pick a hill, dude, because you're literally you're you're saying on one end it's okay for the government to do this and to have these mandates and dictate to you what to do. Then on and it's your body, but then on this hand you're saying no. Like Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so here's the here's and the big factor is so I'm I'm pro choice, but I have enough sense. I'm not stupid. I got kids. I'm a human. I exist. We yeah. don't fucking know that at some point, and it's not, there's not a pinpoint, it's a gray area, but at some point, that's a person, right? If even if we're yeah. like, you know, we could, if we really parse it out, if you've got like two living four year olds in your arms and a shit ton of fertilized embryos, what are you, who are you going to save? Burning building, yeah. right? You're going to take those two living yeah. kids, even though that's way more potential for life. Right. If you've got a wall yeah. full of fertilized embryos, we, we all know that. So I know that, like, I mean, I carried two babies inside of me and felt them quicken within my womb. You know, like I, I know mm-hmm. that that's a life. I know that. I know that at some point that becomes a thing capable of 80 or 90 or 100 years of living. Right. Yeah. So if yeah. you're going to tell me that the potential, just the potential that I, and as, as you may know from past episodes, I'm, I'm a dirty, unclean, unvaccinated sicko, um, <laughs> that I am a risk just based on the fact that I didn't get the vaccine, which doesn't prevent transmission and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm not sick and I don't have a symptomatic illness and I, that it's worth it to segregate me to just even save one life. Right. That's yeah. the big bleeding heart. If it saves even just one life, it's worth it. One 85 year old person whose body is shutting down and they're already unable to speak and, you know, are like yeah. laying in a hospital bed all day or whatever. Not that that's like void of value. Okay. I watched my mom spend six weeks like fully paralyzed before she passed away as well. And there was value still to some of our interactions, but it's not the same. And yeah. Etc. But when you're way past the natural life expectancy, something's going to get you eventually, right? Either your heart's going to stop or some illness is going to take you over and be too hard on you and you're going to die. Nope, I'm immortal. I'm never dying. Well, except us, obviously, like fucking Highlander, right? But but so if there's this thing that has the potential for up to 80 or 90 years of life, isn't that more sacred? Really? Like that's what the religious people would say right it's all yeah. this potential to be so many things right that's my mom would all oh, what yeah. if that's the next einstein what if that's the next jesus you know so you have well, to acknowledge to be fair, jesus didn't exist well <laughs> you know he may have existed but not in the 
he is not the son of God. Yeah, that's how I feel about yeah. it too. But you have to acknowledge <laughs> the dichotomy. Well, there actually is no dichotomy in my opinion. So the truth is, if if I say that vaccines could stop prevention or stop stop uh, transmission, sorry, if I believe that, which I don't, but if I were to, which is what you know most people on the other side of this argument believe, is that well, they could. Well, that's what a vaccine is supposed to be. But, I, but it's a flu shot. Right. Yeah, and, that, and that's right. yeah, that's but where if I like, believe I that. Got to stop you with that is, and it would make sense to segregate me. It truly would, right? If we're saying, well, we have to save any life we possibly can ever. Well, yeah, then yeah. it would it would follow that you'd have to segregate me and it would also follow that you'd have to ban abortion because it's saving any life you ever can ever. Any potential yeah. for any more life, right? Like I literally had people say to me, what if that person who was on death's doorstep with like eight conditions and terminal cancer and 84 years old, what if that person could have had an extra day with their family? I'm like, well, fuck you. I don't know. I don't, yeah. you know, life isn't fair. Babes. Like, that's what well, I've got to say about that. It, like, maybe anybody could have had an extra damn day. Like, uh, maybe I, maybe I could have not wasted so much time on my phone either. Well, and, and, that, and I think that's, and, and that's a, a, a big discrepancy. Like, we in the West, we have become very selfish and very self centered in, you know, it's, it, it is, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, you die alone. Whether yeah. you believe in God or not, you, uh, you, at the end of the day, you are alone. Yeah, as you take that, that step all by yourself. Yeah. And so, and so I think with, with, with the, the big argument, I guess, that, that is being pushed is, you know, if, you know, in, in terms of, you know, if Roe v. Wade and the implications that has in Canada, I don't know what implications <laughs> that has in Canada. That literally doesn't affect us. But for some reason, oh, shit, she's got COVID now. Well, yeah, but, but everybody um, has to jump into everything, right? So something's going on in the States. Canada's got to have their freaking two cents about it. I mean, whatever. Well, no, but, I, but I'm, what I'm trying to say is, so they're, they're talking about, well, what about rape, incest, and then, the, you know, the physical health of the mother? Yeah, well, I'm looking at, the, at statistics for rape. Handle water. Up, <laughs> <laughs> that rape makes up uh, 0.3% of all abortions. Incest yeah. makes up 0.03%. And the and in order to save the mother, makes up 0.8 percent. So of those extenuating circumstances of all abortions that take place in the United States, because in Canada yeah. we don't have that information, we do not have by demographic, no, we, don't we do not that. have by class, by race, nothing. We have none of that information, so we can only infer. And and especially if you look at you know talking about the the Planned Parenthood was Margaret Sanger was openly racist she wanted oh, yeah. to kill the the minority communities she's seen it as a form of eugenics sterilizing women sterilizing men especially black men that's why Planned parenthood is typically in minority communities yeah. and i think it's been a compounding factor in fact i just seen a thing from malcolm x he was saying you know the the white liberals um constantly want to try and help and it's like the difference between a how did he say it a he fox calls them like a, and a wolf. Yeah. 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 It's like the wolf you yeah. know is after you, but the fox is sly, right? Yeah, the fox looks yeah. cute. It, it looks it looks like it's trying to help you, but uh, at the end that's what a liberal is like. It's it's like a fox. As opposed, yeah. you know. So so you're you're seeing, you know, and the, and these straw men and arguments and that I don't think that that's I don't think that's fair. 
because I'm looking at for elective. So this has to do with being too young, immature, not ready for the responsibility. Economic, doesn't want to change their life. Single mom or in a bad relationship, have too many children, doesn't know, or just doesn't want it. Well, Makes to me, that sounds like a lack of contraception. 98.3%. That's massive. Yeah. So, but we're going to make laws about the, you know, the one point, let's say, what, 1.9? Yeah, I just found it for Canada. 1.7%. But isn't that what we always do? We always make laws based on the the extreme minority lately. That seems to be like the new cool thing. Well, bad laws make bad laws. Or bad cases laws make, make bad, bad judgments. Law. Yeah. Yeah. I did find it for Canada. <clears throat> from Google you were able Doctor. to add by demographic? Um, so what I found is reasons. I found the why. Um, and then they have some more information about what the women report. I don't see it by race demographic. No. But... Yeah, um, the we one do that have a bit higher rate. Yeah. Like rape incest is one percent. Uh, woman health problem is three percent. Fetus health problem is three percent. Yeah, I was Not looking at that, and I think their their day or their well, it's yeah, it's like seven percent. Um, but so you know, of the other thirty three percent, it is still typically I don't want the kid. It was unplanned. So again, we're. Yeah. And and those are those are extenuating circumstances, and I don't disagree with those. If you want to play the 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 emotion and the sympathetic thing, absolutely, you can get people to align with that. And that's where I brought up the thing with that that Facebook post was it is in a, an appeal to emotion. This is why I do not trust Zelensky. I do not trust Democrats. I do not trust liberals. And to be fair, I don't trust a lot of conservatives either. When it is a play to your emotion, because emotions make you do terrible things. When you Absolutely. feel bad for someone, that knee jerk. So that's why I try know, to come at it objectively, right? It's yeah. And so that's where you know, and if we do want to have that that discussion of, okay, well, I I, I think there should be some form of of a limitation. Like I yes. don't think you know the, the famous thing from the the Georgia um, ex governor saying you know you know the the they'll birth the baby and we'll we'll keep the baby warm and we'll have a discussion with the mother and the father or or you know whether to to resusc- or we'll resuscitate the baby and we'll we'll have a discussion uh, about what to do this is post birth so i like at, at what point do we start to draw that line and i and i made a ridiculous um comparison on about well if if it's now outside the womb, would that not be murder? Like, oh, if, so if he, I shot and killed you, I would be charged he, with double homicide. That's what I'm saying. Absolutely, but here's another another thing at play is um, infant death. Like, for example, we had really inflated statistics about babies dying from being laid on top of. By accident. Oh, I was terrified of that. Terrified. Because actually, biologically, it's nearly impossible for a non-intoxicated adult to ever overlay a child because we're biologically designed not to do that because we would have had our babies like right with us to protect them from predators out in the jungle and shit. But 
people used to kill their babies. People used to smother brand new babies and then say, whoopsie, we rolled over on him in the night and he died because they could not afford or handle or, or, you know, be able to manage another. Imagine being like a woman in the, you know, 1940s in a shitty neighborhood with a drunk asshole of a husband and you can't get any contraception and you've got 14 children already and you're like totally exhausted you're malnourished and you know like i'm sure I, they had firehouses at the time you just put it in a basket bring it to the firehouse ding dong and run away ding dong dish <laughs> um but i mean so there were there were overlayings right i think also when your world is really desperate like if you live in really terrible conditions you get to a point where you're like, it's just better. Like this poor thing, you know, this poor, poor thing. I could just, well, it's like but, and that, mercy like, from a mother or like a gerbil eating two babies or whatever, right? Like, I don't well, know, the world's fucked the, up. Well, and that's still the, that, that it's a play to emotion. Yeah, does that happen? Absolutely. I, oh, I see, don't so I'm, I, I don't mean it as yeah. a play to emotion. I mean it as a practicality, right? If you badly enough yeah. don't want a baby, you'll find some way to not have a baby. And it might not yeah. be the best way, the way that like the bleeding heart people who want to think about it as a flowery, happy thing, it might not be the way that they would use to, to not have a baby now. Well, it's you know? like yeah. what we it, talked well, about I mean, in our last podcast, sorry, Tyler, uh, about that woman from Winnipeg who literally had a bunch of babies in a storage container dead babies like but at what point do you consider it an abortion or what point do you consider it murder like i i feel like when a baby is born and it's breathing on its own to then take a life that's that to me is yeah. too far that's too far absolutely me. sure absolutely i i would agree and i i actually feel similar that viability is a pretty good mark um from a religious perspective and I, I won't go too deep into it, but in the Bible, there's a lot of talk about breathing the soul into the body. Mm -hmm. So in the Bible, when God makes Adam, it talks about how he makes him first, molds him out yeah. of clay, and then breathes a soul into him. Okay. There are other passages where they talk about how a baby gets a soul when it comes out and breathes. Um, and, and I, when we look, um, at actual science, scientific information about the way fetuses develop and when labor is triggered, we now know in the past 10 years, we learned this, that when the, when the baby's lungs are developed enough, when their alveoli are developed enough, they release enzymes that pass through the placenta and travel to the woman's brain and initiate the steps that begin the labor process. So basically any time you deliver a baby earlier than it naturally initiates labor, you're running a really high risk that they're going to have breathing problems because this is a function that occurs. And the problem mm -hmm. with pr very premature babies is that these alveoli inside of their lungs are not developed enough. We don't have blood in our lungs at all in utero. When, when we are born, those chambers change and shift and then we are able to circulate blood through our lungs and breathe. So to me, probably it's somewhere around there, around that point, like where, and I don't mean like, oh, my lungs are all the way developed, but that viability is about those lungs. That age of well, viability is, is really yeah. about that. Can we get oxygen into you? Because nothing lives without oxygen, right? So, well, and, and, and I think that's where, where you know, 
and and I think this is where the the difference of being you know pro-choice and you know and I, and I haven't heard a convincing argument and I, I would love to hear this but um you know the, the convincing argument is well it's about viability well on, on the left they you know you see some people are, are saying some things to the effect of well like when is a baby an unborn fetus considered you know alive and they say i don't know sometime after birth up until that point they're seen as just a collection of cells well to be fair we if you want to get to the philosophical perspective we, well, we are just a are. collection of cells so you know what mm -hmm. it, like you can make that logical fallacy or or at least take that logical step that well if i if i kill my kids now you know what? What's the difference? I'm just I'm just reassembling the cells. There, the so, thing is, there no. is no difference. There is no moral arbiter beyond us, beyond our own social mores, beyond what we like believe in our heart or say as a society. That's the truth. That's what makes it really freaking hard to be people on the earth and get the heck along, because well, there is no like big thing being like and this is the rule like i mean there for each religious group they have some big thing that says this is the rule or whatever and then even then they don't hmm. agree always within the same sex sects or I, that yeah. kind of thing but you know what's a good analogy it is um so we're like populated with shit tons of bacteria right microbiome you've got more bacterial cells in you than your own cells yeah your body actually so if you get sick and you take antibiotics, you know that it's killing some good cells and some bad cells. Bacteria, yeah. sorry, not cells. You know it's killing some good ones too, by, you know, by rote, right? Um, but do you care? Not much because you're sick. No. Or are, are, you, are you even given the luxury of caring if you're sick enough, right? Like for me, I wouldn't take antibiotics unless I was like on death's doorstep for me personally yeah. but i can still hear i'm just grabbing you know, a notebook but like so if i'm sick enough you know no i'm not gonna give a shit what that's doing to any of my good bacteria because i need to not be sick anymore i need to get well right and so as my good friend lisa used to say you have to get through right now before you can get through later so you know if you're super duper sick and you're worried about your gut microbiome it's you're not gonna have any microbiome if you're dead so you know, there's yeah. a trade-off, right? Like there's a certain point where, well, I have to do this because I don't have another choice. So similarly, the earth, the universe, whatever we want to call it, doesn't give any fucks about us when it like mounts a big tidal wave or a hurricane or whatever. Like it, it just doesn't, you know, like these, these things happen and there's no morality to it. Uh, you know, on the greater scale of the entire universe, all the things out there, you know, us, this tiny little itty bitty thing that doesn't matter, like we were saying before we started recording, like, we're a speck, just the same way that bacteria in our gut is a speck to us. We're, yeah. you know, See? And in the, there's no, we can have an moral idea for ourselves, but it doesn't mean that we can lay it upon everybody else all over the place, at least not necessarily like with a law or a punishment or whatever. And that, again, it doesn't make it easy because if I see you hurting somebody, maybe I want to intervene and maybe I'm not strong enough. I wouldn't, Tyler, I wouldn't be able to stop you from doing pretty much anything. I'm five foot two. 
<laughs> I am very small. I would not stand a chance, right? Like you could like literally probably pick me up with one hand. So there's not much I could do, which is then where I would appeal to someone else, right? I yeah. morally don't think he should be doing this to this person, but I am unable to stop him and someone should. And that like, there's the crux of it, right? That's like for, for everything ever is like, well, I well, can't stop other people, but somebody should. Well, I was listening to, um, oh my God. I was listening to Doug Douglas Murray. I was listening to him talk and you know, he brought up a, a like, I, I've thought of this, I've thought of this before, but he, he kind of put it in a different light of, we benefit from a Judeo-Christian centered ideology. And I, and he said, you have to accept that. You have to accept that you get your morality, whether you believe in the Bible or not, you get your morality from a Christian based society. And because there are, you know, to us, if, if we went and grabbed a baby and stuffed it under, you know, underwater and watched it drown, we would be, we would be Monsters. absolutely devastated. We would hate to see that. But there are cultures, you know, honor killing is a real thing. That has been a problem in Canada. Sharia law has, mm -hmm. is a problem because they literally inject their own morality and beliefs inside a fundamentally Christian society. And I, tr I get it. I'm an atheist. I do not believe in, the, in God as a superpower, but I understand the teachings of it and the importance that that plays in where my moral compass comes from. Sure. Could you eat a so, horse or a dog? Nope. I would. I right. could. I could eat a horse before I'd eat a dog. Right. Right. And to some people, some, you know, they're like, "Yeah, I can fucking rock a dog any day." Right. Like, yeah. yeah. But then and, they won't eat so a cow. I, I, but a cow is something that's exactly the because of yeah. our staples. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So I, I and I think that's where. There's, you know, the on the the on the pro-abortion side, it is, it has it has morphed from, you know, the the libertarian, the traditional libertarian, which I, I you know, I I, I struggle with because I hear, you know, listening to like Malcolm X or or Thomas Sawwell or, you know, any any you know like Stephen Crowder, you know, talk about liberals or even Jimmy Dore, who's he's a leftist, he is, by all by all definite, he is a leftist or maybe i shouldn't say leftist he is more socialist he's a bernie sanders supporter hated yeah. trump you know all this type of stuff and but the left is moving left is moving old. right is moving center is moving right like left is going further and further left which means if you uh -huh. were center before now you look right well we were literally you know? talking about that in one of our podcasts because we've taken the political compass before and I've taken it a few times just to, yeah. just in case, you know, maybe it, 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 I answered something differently or whatever or wrong. Yeah. So I've taken it a few times and both of us lean more to the left. Um, I'm more s closer to the center and Tyler is actually more to the left than I am. But with the way Whoa. that society has gone right now, I'm literally like, I, I, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, yeah. Like, I, don't know. I, I can't say I identify, but I first to I, guess the word. I'm, <laughs> I agree more with a lot of the people on the right. Uh, the agree is not the word I'm looking for either. But, but you know like, why? Because you're actually moderate. Both yeah. of you are moderate. You're 
oh, and you're period. open to other yeah. ideas, right? You're willing to like roll up your sleeves and get in the gray area without feeling threatened by it. Which I'm more so than him, <laughs> which is probably why I'm closer well, to the center in, in the... Well, I think we're doing okay. <laughs> well, no, because like even like if we compared like so like when we did do the political compass test, so it's authoritarian, libertarian, yeah. and then um, left, right, then, yeah. Um, yeah, right, left. Yeah. So I'm actually more I'm more left and actually more libertarian, significantly more libertarian than than say Kim, and like I, and I've made the, brought this up that you know Getter cool getter's cool i you know i i have no problem with getter i have no problem with rumble i have no problem with gab you know all these social places but i don't want like i actively do not want to be in an echo chamber that is why you know on facebook yes. or on twitter i will challenge because i want to be proven wrong and i want to i want to learn and unfortunately the left has taken the position of you know hard echo chambers like i there's a yeah this is so that's Socrates, really. Challenge yourself yeah. over and over and over again, right? The more you test your hypothesis, the more you'll prove that you're right if you really are. Yeah. Right? And the and the more that you'll eventually see that you were wrong and be able to then adjust your objective belief with your information, right? Well, and, and so that's where, you know, uh, like I used to be very like, you know we've we've had to deal with abortions for you know i fall into that 98 percent that me and my ex came to that decision that hey we cannot afford it and you don't know, call me a piece of shit i but i understand that situation that is the majority of why people did it wasn't you know three six nine months down the road it was two weeks yeah so yeah, it absolutely. was you know no and, and i get that too yeah see before we get so to I, Oh, sorry. I'll, I'll let you finish, and then I'll jump in. Um, I don't remember what I was going to say now. Abortion um, thing, and you get it. You understand why they can't afford well, it. Yeah, and, and so you know, I I was a lot more. I wouldn't say pro-choice. I would say you know, pro. Not. I I I I think it'd be fair to say pro-abortion. That you know, if you did, obviously there's a reason. But the more and more educated, like like I said, I, I'm traditionally not right. And actually, I, I can make this point too. Well, if you look at there was that uh, that photo that Elon Musk had taken the you know the the in the center, like he's in the center, and then the right or the left, and then and then the right, and then it shows you know a couple years later how the left has slung shot off, and he's now considered you know more right, and then the left has gone way over. And the center has like moved like way over to them. So, and this is the idea of the Overton window of, especially on Twitter, is left dominated. And oh, hundred percent. And even in terms of, like, I did a there. There's a website where you can look at the people that you engage with on Twitter, and that kind of yeah. affiliates, like you know, your your consumption. So typically, and I guess uh, for Kim, like when you were saying, um. I, I guess about concert. Well, I guess the 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 banner of conservative has that 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 circus tent has expanded, very much like how the LGBT community. Okay, well, first it was one point. I think high numbers is like one point eight percent. Well, if you keep expanding that umbrella, you know, you add in a bunch of other letters. 
Well, yeah. naturally, it's just like the the autism thing. Well, if you change how autism is is detected or the criteria for it, of course that's going to change. So, I don't I don't think that it's you know, and everyone makes the the thing that uh, or the the analogy of I didn't leave the left, the left left me. Yeah. I'm still oh. here, but I'm turning my camera off for a minute because I'm going to relocate, and I don't want you to have the bounce. Okay. <laughs> Me milling around through my house. Um, <laughs> no, but Kim, you were going to tell us so, something. You were like, before we get too far, and you were right. We might actually be too far already. <laughs> I think we're too far. I was like, we're right. pretty far. <laughs> I, I know there was there was a few times I wanted to jump in, um, but okay. So just a couple of things, I guess. When I for abortion for me, for me, when I think is too far is when the if the mother were to die by unfortunate teen circumstances and the baby can survive on its own, it's too far. I, I think at that point, um, abortion should not be legal unless it's for health reasons. For people using it as contraceptives and the whole afterbirth thing to me is no. I, I think it's completely morally wrong. And to me, it's no better than or no different than that lady in Winnipeg who had a, a freaking storage container full of babies. It, it's no different. Well, here's my one question, though. Mm -hmm. What if, let's say, someone was like, okay, by that logic, and I'm just like, I'm just, this is come, occurring to me real time right now. But what if, well, it's not quite, I was about to say that, and I'm like, no, I'm, I am forming this thought right now. So I don't know <laughs> if I'm being the devil's advocate or not. It's happening now. But what if someone was like, okay, so I'm knocked up, and um, I don't want to keep this baby. And I don't want to be pregnant. And I'm like, I'm thinking about like, like that trans Kona chick who doesn't have a curfew. And oh, there's so many in come to town. school very much like that. And I get to say that because I grew up in trans Kona. Me too. So <laughs> I get to say that because I am trans Kona trash. But you know the girl <laughs> I'm talking girl, about. Baby. Well, 100% right? it's 90% no. of trans Kona girls. She's great, and she's knocked up when she's 14 or whatever. Now, now, where do we go if, if we say, okay, there's this age of viability where this fetus could, this baby, whatever we're calling it, could survive on its own or survive with a lot of help, right? Because, I mean, we can take a 21-week baby and, and keep them alive, right? Mm -hmm. We could do that. So what if women start saying, mm, I want to get induced and get this baby out of me? I want a C-section. I want this baby out of me at, at 22 weeks and someone can have it. I, I actually, I don't see a problem with that. No, I don't see a problem with that okay at all. With that but what about the effect on the infant? Because I mean, this is lifelong health problems for, I mean, I know two people who are adults now who were born in the eighties, like us who were preemies and we're talking babies that were like maybe 32 weeks, right? Like, because we've mm -hmm. advanced a lot in what we can do with premature babies. Yeah. But mm -hmm. these people have ongoing health problems, particularly respiratory problems. I mean, I know a person who has two preemies that are the same age as my kids. So like 12 and nine now, and their kids still have health problems and still have to have ongoing health care. Um, lots and lots of specialist appointments and things like that. So, I mean, what, what do we say then, you know, 
as a as a taxpayer in a country with socialized health care. I mean, I mean, for me, okay, just, you know, it, it might like I, I, people are not everybody's going to agree with me, but I mean, <laughs> the thing is, like, if if I had if there was that choice of either I'm going to kill this child <clears throat> by via abortion or I'm going to try to give birth to this child right now and hopefully it'll have a better life or have somewhat of a life. I, I would choose somewhat of a life, like trying to, but well, it's, see, it's, it's a hard that, one. Like when you're talking like, <clears throat> okay, severe handicap, like severe stuff like that, you if, know, if, they're going to suffer. Yeah. If the child is going to suffer badly, then no, like, I see, and that's the thing too, like with abortions, like if you know, like sometimes, like especially with our medical, um, whatever has progressed so much that they can literally do tests and stuff like that on your baby and find out if your baby is going to have said disease or said, um, and it's not all that effective either is the trouble with, with some of these, like, I'm really torn about that stuff. I chose not to have amniocentesis when I was pregnant with my kids. Um, and partly because I didn't want to have to find out what I would want to do if yeah. I didn't want to go through, like, I just didn't. So I was like, you know what, then don't put that decision in front of yourself. Well, right. But you, yeah. you, you don't, already you don't the have to put yourself like, sure, but it, yeah. you know, some people are like, oh, well, I wanted to find out if we were going to have a down syndrome baby so we could be prepared, for example. Right. Yeah. But I was like, I don't know that that would help me. Like, that's not, you know, that's for me personally, they wouldn't help me to deal with that situation. Right. So I was like, well, then that's a pretty good clear sign that you don't need that information ahead of time. And then you don't ever have to, you know, think about any of that. But like when you actually look at statistics and stuff, like I think a lot of people and, and myself included before this whole Roe v. Wade thing even popped up. I didn't know the actual statistics on people who got abortions, like what their, their reason behind it was. Now, I thought that the, that the statistics for rape, incest, uh, health issues or whatever were much higher than they actually are. So now finding out that it's literally under 10% of the people who get abortions or actually have health issues or they got pregnant for you know forcefully stuff like that that it's 90 percent of people who are using it more so as a contraceptive and it's okay yes there is the the situations (laughs) where it could be money wise it could be you know i can't even say health because that falls within the the 10 percent so it could be money, it could be situation, it could be that I, I just don't want to. And you have, like, when you have people on TikTok that are literally, uh, who has, who's pregnant and having a party because they're killing it, and that's what they're posting places and stuff like that. Yeah, it's that so was, disgusting that that's weird. those people should just so be like, adult shaking syndrome, 100%. But... <sighs> I, I think that's the thing, like, if it, mm, there are certain reasons where I can understand, like, I really can, and I can have sympathy, and I can have empathy for the person who would decide to, okay, we got to do this. The thing is, when you have people that are literally flaunting it all over the place, like, 
to be fair, I think this is the the second time ever that I've heard Tyler mention it. I I don't ever see him jumping around being like, yeah, we we did this or we had to do this, like because we didn't want it. Da, da, da. There were reasons behind it. You know what I mean? Like, and he's not flaunting it. Mm-hmm. He's not proud mm-hmm. of it. And you know, like, not jumping up and down yeah, and having uh, a fucking party. I had an abortion. I had an abortion after I had two kids. Uh, tell you the truth. And I. Well, and, uh, and, oh, oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say it's. Uh, on, I, I think that's where where the this big discrepancy is coming from. When, okay, so it, uh, what? So it's abstinence, contraception, adoption, and parenthood. Those are kind of the four choices. That's what abstinence. Abstinence. Is. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's um, what they want you to do. And and so that's typically the pro-life position is, okay, well, we, we, we accept those four. The only one that we don't accept <laughs> is the, is abortion. That's it. So outside yeah. of everything else, you know, and, and, and I think a lot of people get mixed up and they just say, you know, similar to your argument is, well, the, you know, it wasn't an immaculate conception, like something happened. It's not, so let you, me you tell know, you, you had, though, you I want to tell day. you why, when I, I had an abortion, so I, I got divorced when, uh, in 2016, I split up with my ex, okay? And then <clears throat> I didn't really want to date, but we hadn't been having sex for a while, so I kind of wanted to, you know, I'm get down, please. have fun. Yeah. So I, I, I actually, <laughs> I met this guy, and I'm not, I want you to know, I, I'm not a liar. This, this truly, truly happened. I met this guy and we would hang out a bit and he was not that much older than me. He was only, I think like maybe 42, 43, but he was already having problems with erectile dysfunction and he just wanted to please me. And that's it. So this was a wonderful arrangement for me, right? Okay. I'm like newly yeah. divorced, just want someone to get me off. It's great. It's, he was very yeah, good at it. Clam bit. Excellent and... situation. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so lo and behold though, one day this guy, slam gets a hard-on and i was like obviously if this guy has a hard-on i'm gonna like i'm gonna take care of him right like fucking jump on that shit <laughs> looking after me but 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 i knew i knew i was ovulating and i was like i'm not using i'm not putting on a condom i'm not fucking around i'm just giving this guy a blowjob i gave <laughs> i am not kidding you i gave this guy a blowjob I shot his load on his own stomach <laughs> and I got, I got knocked up. That's... I only had that one event. I was not, I got knocked up <laughs> from like having his sperm on my hand or on my sheets or something That's... and getting it on myself. Oh I got my knocked God. up and I am not bullshitting you like i did not have any intercourse there was no dick came near me in oh, that man. manner that's like for like legend two shit. weeks before <laughs> and two weeks after like and oh, i went i went and saw like a, a i went straight to uh an obstetrician like i didn't go to a clinic or whatever but hmm. she has like routine clinic days where she performs abortions and she was like I told her and she didn't seem all that surprised. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not lying. And she's like, I know I see two or three of you a month. Oh my God. Really? 
She didn't, she did not bat an eye. She was like, yep, it happens. Like she was like, sperm are made to do one thing. Like you get one near you, you're ovulating. Like it only takes one and you're, everything's rigged to give that sperm a super good chance when you're ovulating. Right. So, I mean, it happens. I, and it's interesting talking about the numbers. The, the other day I ran the numbers cause someone in the U S made a comment to me on Twitter and said, well, there are 350,000 abortions a year. Okay. Ooh, that's a so big number. It's, it feels like it, but hang on. So here's what I wanted to do. I thought to myself, okay, Let's imagine, first I thought, how many people are of childbearing age in the United States? The numbers seem a bit different year by year, but it's between uh, between 400 and, between 45 million and 49 million. Somewhere in between there, it seems to be over the past few years of average, okay? So that's how many women of childbearing age there are, okay? So... If you have 350,000 abortions a year, that's less than 1% of the amount of in total of childbearing age. Now, obviously, mm-hmm. not all those people are trying to prevent pregnancy, right? So what yeah. I did is I went and looked up how many women in the U.S. are you, or couples, how many couples and women. It looks like it's about 65 to 70% of people are trying to prevent pregnancy in some way or other, okay? okay. So... When we when we take that and bring it down, I don't have the exact numbers. My phone's dead, and it's like ages ago on Twitter because I'm on Twitter way too fucking much. But anyway, when we take that and look at it, okay, so the best birth control, the most effective birth control is 99%, right? And that's yep. like IUD, birth control pill, um, even sterilization, and that's used correctly. So I was like, okay, let's it. just say yeah. everybody's got that. Everybody's got the 99% effective. That means one person out of 100 will get pregnant in one year of having sex. That's what 99% effective means. So I'm like, 350,000 represents 350, 35 million, right? That's your 1% of 35 million is the 350,000. So it's actually... Ex- like less because it's about 65 to 70% of people who are trying to prevent. So realistically, the number of abortions happening in the United States is lower than the failure rate of the best birth control there is. Meaning even people who have breakthrough contraceptive failure still for a large number, probably about 35% from what I can see of people who have unexpected pregnancies still end up keeping them. Mm-hmm. Well, about 65% of people who have unexpected pregnancies break through birth control. If, if theoretically everybody's using 99% effective birth control, it's still under the number of everybody of childbearing age who wants to prevent pregnancy using 99% effective birth control. They're still having fewer abortions than that in the United States right now. Well, I guess un- unfortunately, like the... the, the it was a new way for me at. to think about it too, because I was like, oh, 350K, that feels big. Anyway, sorry, Tyler. Well, uh, but I, I, well, because the numbers that I was seeing was 1.1 million per year. Okay, even still, it wouldn't be that big of a number then. Well, so that's, but um, it's it's but considering condoms are seventy percent effective, right? Because that's what you hear a lot. Well, wrap it up. Condoms are out there. You can get condoms at the clinic, right, or whatever. Pick up a pack of condoms. Condoms are seventy percent effective. 
which means 30 people out of 100 using condoms for one year will get pregnant. Well, and I think, and well, and that's where, you know, the, the pro-life argument comes in is, okay, well, then, you know, you, you have sex until, you know, in wedlock. And, and, you, and even though I'm looking at these numbers, that's from, uh, that's from Women's Health, and it's showing nearly 40%, it's actually 39% of people that have abortions are white, 25 are black, Hispanic is six, Asian or, you know, anyone from the Orient is about three, or, and, and you know, other is... Um, well, other is about three percent. Damn white people. All right, yeah, thir- thirty-nine. Yeah, thirty-nine is white. Twenty-eight <coughs> is black. Sorry, Hispanic is white, and people from the Orient is six, and then everyone else is about three percent. Um, so and I and I've seen actually abortion rates. I guess in terms of um for minorities as at a disproportionately high rate compared to. I guess compared to their demographic, like obviously Caucasian is the overwhelming majority. It's like it's like something like seventy or eighty percent of the population is Caucasian, and then the rest is you know other minorities, Aboriginal or Black or you yeah. know. What. And so yeah, Canada has seventy eight point five percent white population. I looked that up yeah. just the other day. Yeah, really? so it, I actually you know, figured it was less than that. I'm not gonna lie. I know I was a little well, surprised yeah. too. It was after people were commenting about polyamorous rallies and being like oh it's all white people well fucking 80 percent of us are white people so look at the demo yeah and and, and well that, that could be a completely different topic in terms of you know um oh my god what the hell is that thing called <laughs> affirmative action and yeah but all that you know, but you, yeah but you're you're you know the, in terms of you know single mothers and and things like that, you do see a disproportionate uh, amount of, of single mothers. And that's where talking with your, with regards to your mom is changing that the culture. You have to change the yeah. culture in order to actually affect change. You can't just say, well, we're going to create laws. and we're, you, you, cannot, you cannot legislate morality. You cannot do it. That is a cultural thing. And so we're seeing more and more that people are and I was going to say, unfortunately, you're seeing more and more over the past couple of years, abortion rates have jumped like significant amounts, not like, you know, maybe another extra 50. It, it's jumped up like, um, I don't have the numbers in front of me right now, but it, it was something to the effect of, say, for if there was, I think it went from something like 100 to 2000 from, from year over year. Like that is a significant jump. And I understand yeah. in the grand scheme of things, like that's not a lot, but there like there is a <laughs> no percentage big. Yeah. 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 So mm-hmm. go from a hundred that that's what, a thousand percent increase, two thousand percent increase? That's a big one. Two hundred percent? No, two thousand percent increase. That's a massive spike. Yeah. So my my bigger question is always, what's causing that? Is it the my body, my choice thing? Or is it more women getting into, you know, is it this third wave feminism that is saying, you know, don't have kids, go to work, make as much money as men and or, you know, that type of thing? Or is it? You get me in mind of something. I read an article, this is quite a while ago, and it was actually about um, patriarchy, but in a positive way. It was like, the things that are that patriarchy brings to society 
Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, I don't mean the shittiness of what we call patriarchy now, but like the true meaning of men believing that they give value to the world by helping secure things of assets for their family that will provide for yeah. them in a longer term. And circling back even to that um, book I was telling you about, about the woman living in the jungle with the Yaquana people, they, the men garden and it's important to them that the men do the gardening. And it's part of yeah. how they like feel that they really contribute to their community and their families is by taking care of these, these gardens, you know? Um, We've done that for centuries. Men have gone to war. We've, we fought to protect our women, and it you know we we men traditionally, you know I know Jordan Peterson has brought this up, but if you want to talk about in terms of equality, well, ninety nine percent of workplace accidents are from men. So, yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> men work more dangerous jobs, uh, and and so this idea that there's not much motivation for men to want to have children because men are discouraged from doing the things that make them feel like that relate back and give them this reward feed and goodness of being a parent and and growing something for that child that they can pass along and having Mm -hmm. a sense of legacy and not in the way that these are bad words um you know in the way that this is like an integral part of um how men function and i again Look, they're always outliers. I'm a woman who works in the building industry and I swear a lot and, you know, like these kinds of things. They're always outliers. I don't, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with sometimes, you know, being masculine and with men sometimes not being into doing these kinds of things too. Like it's cool to be yeah. unique and different and that's fine. And you, sh- I don't want you to have to like have surgery or take hormones. I, I want you to just be yourself and I'll just be cool with that. And let's just like go Star Trek TNG here and just like <laughs> everybody be cool with everybody being yeah. how they are and it's fine. But not new okay. Star Trek. Don't, don't look <laughs> in the new Star Trek. Holy fuck, have they I specified up the TNG? I specified oh. <laughs> Wait, wait to make one of the most iconic characters of the Star Trek franchise look like an inept bumbling fool belittled demeaned by women what a fucking embarrassment you know it's all about women and you know women can do no wrong it's the mary sue and they make picard look like he's old but they make him look inept Mm. and it's it's sad to see you know yeah, you see, you see it more and more with with today's media, but th- that's like a Captain different topic. But, but next yeah. generation was the and only you know, one I actually like. <laughs> it's interesting to me too because I think there's an aspect of that like factor of taking care that comes for women too, but in different ways, right? Like, you know, more traditionally, women create like uh, individual objects, right? Like weaving mm-hmm. and um, sewing yeah. and. And like more of that kind of stuff for the community and this like yeah. these um like knitting and beadworking and and stuff, right? That these are also um, and... right, right. And these like yeah. exactly these items that become heirlooms, right? That become like yeah. valuable to the family that are made specially for people with care, right? And I took great pride, like I just made my son a blanket and I I took so much pride in 
you know, doing that for him and then seeing him appreciate it and knowing that he can have that for a really long time, like all his life, right? Um, <clears throat> more pride than I realize I'll have when I do those things, you know? Yeah, and, 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 and you know, and, and I don't fault women for that. And I know we're kind of off topic of, with regards to the abortion thing, but, you know, and, and I think with, with the third wave feminism that's coming on is I, I find it interesting that the, the ultimate thing for a woman to be liberated is to be a man. So you almost discredit your own movement by saying the only way for me to succeed is to be as good as a man. Well, unfortunately, you're never going to be the best of a man. Men tend are smarter and dumber than women. <laughs> I'm glad On average, it's, we're just... the smartest men are the are, are the smartest people are men, and the dumbest people are men. Women are more in that you know central area, and. You know, I, and I understand both both are our roles. Like, I, I'm I'm a perfect example of it. I work a lot in order to ensure that my family doesn't starve. I will be the one to go to war so that they don't have to. I will yeah. I will lay down, and most men will do that. But, but it's become like toxic. In, it's become dangerous. Right, and it seems like in today's society, one of the only outlets men have for that is to work is to become workaholics. Yeah. Be, that's the only one that's acceptable, right? Because like, uh, other than that, you're not so, like, you're bad if you amass property. Everybody like, I don't know, I see people hate on landlords on the internet, you know, or or this kind of thing. Like, and, and I'm mm -hmm. kind of like, well, I don't know, own a house for a while and then come talk to me about whether or not you think landlords are all assholes, you know? Like, you're yeah. not, you don't have to do any of the maintenance when you rent. Like, that's, just the truth, right? It, like everything yeah. is just phone somebody to fix it, right? So yeah, there are some shitty landlords. I've had them too, but <laughs> right, like you know, it's you, you're the one, right? You've got to mow that lawn. You've got to get that water meter read. You've got to pay the taxes. Like you've, you know, it's it's all on you, right? It's about responsibility, and I think a lot of people just to get back, you know, even to tie it in back to the abortion thing. I think a lot of it has to do with people do not take the responsibility of you know. I did something. Something happened here. It, it didn't just. It didn't just fall well, out of the sky. We're not supposed God to didn't take pride. Um, we're not supposed to compete. We're not supposed to get first place. You know, well, like everybody gets a ribbon. Medals. Everybody yeah. gets a bow. We're not counting points. You know, this kind of stuff. Everybody, and then it yeah, means. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry, everybody We're seems also into this. I know. Everybody <laughs> seems to have that that easy way out button. You know, the, the whole staples. Like that was easy. Yeah. You know, like, okay, well, you're not gonna fail elementary school because we're just gonna we're just gonna push you along. You know, you're not you're not actually gonna fail. It's fine. We'll just, we'll just push you along. And then and they you don't want to put in the extra to help either. Well, no. Right. Then it's like Look anything up. you do, it's got an easy way out button. So you don't have to take responsibility for your actions. You don't have to take any sort of accountability. It's just, oh, okay, well, I fucked up, so where's my easy way out button? And you push the button, and away you go. Now, the thing is, right. like, for me, too, like, with, with talking about the abortion and whatever, like, okay, if, like, what you said earlier, like, if, if a baby can survive outside of the womb without the mother at 21 weeks old, that's 21 weeks that mother has had that baby inside of them that they have been able to make that choice yes. beforehand. 
That is 20. Yeah. Well, 19, but yeah. Weeks. So yeah. Or yeah. Or before that. So I mean, right, that is a really a, count long from time before, but yeah. to yeah. be able to make that decision to, okay, I'm not going to have this child or I am going to have this child. Now I know before I start getting attacked by whoever, I know there are those situations out there where you do have those people who get pregnant and all of a sudden they're like nine months pregnant and they didn't even know they were pregnant because sometimes that happens. Yes, there are the anomalies. There are the, the, the circumstances that do happen. I'm not talking about those circumstances. Those circumstances are different. They're special. And yes, we should be. And we don't make laws. We shouldn't make laws on that. We should never exactly. make laws on the extremity, on the absolute yeah. limits. Because then you make ridiculous shit for everyone. Yeah, I think a big factor. That's where the up to this... and including birth. Yeah, oh, yeah, including uh, birth. Um, that is difficult. Yeah, that 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 is difficult. I, I think though the big factor is <laughs> when you're making legislation, when you're making law, um, it, it's really difficult because what they're in a way saying is that like I, I know a woman who was like already like 28 weeks along and was like really on death's doorstep as was this baby inside her that she very much wanted. Right. And she had to be like induced and give birth to her baby who could not survive. That's hard. No shot whatsoever at all. Who was also like slowly killing her. Right. Horrible, horrible thing. But this is where, that that doctor without a law like this that doctor is not protected from inducing that labor because the baby is not viable for survival you know what i mean like or let's say they figured this out at, at, at you know 18 weeks or 22 weeks or whatever kind of thing or because it's now it's 28 weeks it's possible to be viable so now the doctor can't induce this labor on this infant who is mm-hmm. not being born on its own, but is not going to survive. So I I don't disagree with you that I have trouble with this wording of up to and including birth. I also cannot, like, I don't believe there is any case. I I would try to look it up and I maybe will. Like, I don't think that it's ever been done in Canada just for the heck of it at that point. Um, I, I, like... It, it's the wording is difficult and it's to protect the healthcare provider because the, the, the big factor is you don't have much time a lot of the time with these things, right? Like if you're in a situation where the mother's life is at risk, this isn't like you can be all like, let's have a big long talk, you know? And, and well, in that way and too, it's really Canada, difficult for the care provider because otherwise the care provider is going to be charged with murder under, under these laws that a lot of people and and i think that's where you know like if we're okay well we don't have any statistics on why like we can't even ask why if finding demographics is so like like i said i i've scoured I don't see anything for exact demographics. The bottom line is don't want a baby. And what that means is this world around me is not conducive to me having a baby because the truth is no one, no one, even if they're using it as quote unquote birth control, no one goes in there like in that real moment where that's really happening. No one is taking that lightly. 
Like you, you can make I, light I of disagree. something for a time, but I'm talking when you go in somewhere and they're giving you like you're in a gown, you've had to change. They're giving you medicine under your tongue. They're putting IVs in your arm. They're giving you fucking fentanyl and morphine and and shit. You've not eaten. You are nervous. You're all by yourself. You are like very exposed. You're in full on like stirrups, not not just like bent knees, but like fully beetle like knees up to your chest. <laughs> they are like blood pressure monitors on you and mm-hmm. stuff. Like this is not this is not something that just is like a, a quick little thing that happens you afterwards have to stay and be monitored and um you you can't take yourself home like it's not easy breezy not not by a long shot like you can make light of it all you want leading up to it and that is why sometimes women stop and leave and don't go through with it right because like this is a desperate choice we we have a world that is awful and thus people are then forced to make awful choices. So in a beautiful yeah. world, I'm hardcore pro-life. In a beautiful, lovely world where we live in like communities that are underneath that, whatever that freaking number is that I always forget the name of, Newton's number or something, maybe not. It's about the 150 like family units oh, or no. individuals or whatever in a community before they start getting crazy. If everybody has their little like healthy communities and they live together and they work together and they occasionally branch off a new one, you know, like how do rate communities do voluntarily? Then Dumbar- and everybody Dumbar's can function number. and you're happy to have babies because you have community support and you know that you'll be taken care of and everything's cool. And so then you don't, it doesn't cross your mind of like, no, no, I don't want to do this, right? Because you don't feel like you're going to be let down and terrified and struggling and in strife all the time. I don't know. Like I've, I've fucking stolen shoes for my kids, you know, to, to, <laughs> To take care of them, you know, like I've yeah. I've had grocery carts full and had to leave it. I've had my card declined like unexpectedly and with my children and had to leave my groceries in the store and go. I've been really fucking poor. Like after I got yeah. my ex-husband ditched me when I was I hadn't worked like in six years. I'd been at home with my kids and he flipped his top and took off and left me like with a house and bills and kids to take care of who didn't go to school and you know i've been really poor like i i know what it means to be like literally i don't know how i don't know if i'll be able to feed these two kids i have and now i'm fucking Mm -hmm. knocked up unexpectedly like when i just gave some dude a handy (laughs) bedroom that's so weird that is so crazy to me (laughs) like legit you know, and that for what it's worth, also Dunbar's I, number. Yes, thank you, thank you. That's Dunbar's number. But for if you go get an abortion, they also like before before they arrange the abortions, they make you talk about birth control and make a plan for birth yeah. control. Like it's not it like all those doctors are like, yep. So what are you going to do for birth control? Because this is a serious medical procedure, and you can't just do this over and over again. So what's your birth control plan? Yeah, you know. well, and then unfortunately, there are some, you know, like there was that that cake that said, uh, it's a boy, and then the Y was crossed out, and it said, ordered. Yeah. Like, so, you know, so... or, you know, people having abortion parties and, and stuff, and that's where, 
you know, that's where, like, okay, we've we've fucked up somewhere as a culture when, you know, it's yeah. one thing to be supportive. Yeah, absolutely. At, at the end, at the end of the day, when you go, oh yeah, like, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine, and he said, like, a, a guy that he knows, um, his wife, that is their contraception. He gets knocked up. All right, make a make a phone call to one hundred percent. I and I'm like that's that's like that is and there are you know there there are people like women that have protested ever since this Roe v Wade thing was passed was you know holding signs I had three babies and I aborted three babies. Oh my god! No, like that's a freaking metal. Or they had shirts. Like a, a lady had a body, shirt and was like. You know? Yeah, it was like notches on a on you know on a belt or on a bedpost of how many how many abortions I had. So uh, yeah, it that is the extreme. But if that's all that's allowed to be pushed, very much like you know the transgender thing for children. Okay, well if that's the only thing that you're allowed to discuss, and oh, abortion is is perfectly good, and you know yeah, you know why why get a condom? Why, you know why to have any type of self you know any responsibility? Why? No. No, don't have no responsibility. Give that to someone else. You're perfect. You know, here, here's your here's your participation trophy. You know, at, at number 10, you get an abortion for free. Oh, my God. Yeah, they got a freaking punch card. I'm like, how many is there we'll yeah. be at now? Hmm? Hi. Um, so, you know, it. I, I don't necessarily think this, but because, of, again, I'm a bit libertarian, so I think people should do whatever they're doing. But I saw somebody, like, again, on Twitter, Say the other day, and I again, I just want to say I don't necessarily think this, but it's an interesting comment. They were like, "Well, maybe it's good if those people want to all go have abortions, like as so in, I, like, I do you want more thing. people like them? like them? Do you want them having yes. kids? Do you want them raising them? Do you want more people like that?" Or they were like, "Why don't more of these leftists?" And I don't like left and right. I don't like putting things into boxes like that. And I especially hate like liberal and conservative because they're just so weirdly arbitrary because liberals are not liberal, like in the sense of the word liberal, they're not, not liberal, anymore, they're no. completely authoritarian. Like it's, it's crazy. Yeah. And conservatives are not, you know, like what is it fiscally conservative? Like, are we just talking about money alone? you know because i guess then well, maybe no. like, you know well because conservatives is more the idea of holding traditions so you know if you look at canada okay well the well, the people that would be seen as conservative oh fuck she died the no i'm still here i didn't die i'm still here i'm just moving around again <laughs> Sorry. um would be the people you know i oddly enough i would be considered conservative and i was going to say that the thing with twitter is there there's a website you can go on that shows um, your your political affiliation by who you interact with on Twitter, and I I, I think for us is fifty one percent conservative, and it's like seven percent centrist, and then the oh, rest is left leaning. I want to know. Yeah, wow. yeah. So, and I was going to say, are you following? Do you follow me on Twitter? Because I I said that I exact same thing. I don't think so. Like, I'm I'm a non. I'm a non <laughs> on Twitter, so a lot of people don't know who I am. <laughs> I'm a little mouthier but, okay. on Twitter than I am other places. It's uh, it's lefty so. and proud of it. <laughs> okay, so I was gonna ask this last question, then we can get out of here. Watch, we've been fighting so on Twitter terms? for like two years and not known it. <laughs> that would be so funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Okay, sorry. So sorry. in terms of so in terms of say like with a doctor because you know I, I have no problem with well, well the, the argument is becoming that women are not gonna for some reason I don't understand where this is coming from this this reminds me very much of the parental rights and education bill that was passed in Florida the, you know it was the bastardization you know um, ad hominem well not ad hominem attacks but completely misconstrue what what this actually means. And then to get people, you know, that emotional reaction, oh, it's going to be a handmaid's tale. You know, women are going to be forced to, to have, you know, have some person's baby rape incest. Oh, it's all, you know, we're, we're back to, you know, second class citizens, which is completely untrue. But with that being said, should a doctor or should any professional, say, in this industry be forced to do something against their will? No. So if a doctor says, well, and that, that was actually one of our question on our last episode of in a profession, if a doctor feels morally or ethically that they say, hey, I am not OK doing this in a professional setting, like as as my, you know, as my I guess as my Hippocratic oath as a doctor is to minimize harm is to try and save lives. And when you're actively taking lives, is that not a direct contradiction of of what you well, swore to uphold your own your own oath? I think there's a bit of a caveat, though, to the idea of okay, I do agree that a doctor should be able to say, nope, I'm not comfortable with that. For honestly, like pretty much anything, really, because, um, or I guess within a certain code or guideline or whatever, um, because, for example, like in the building industry, there are things that I would say no to a client for, right? Like I just said, no, you, like, you can't do that. <laughs> I, I, I won't do that for you. I won't draw that or whatever, right? Like it's a no yeah. for me. Um, and so I do think, but the difference is in Canada, public health care means that we don't get a say all the time in who our care provider is or whether or not we can access one. We don't get a say in which specialist we get to see, right? We, yeah. or when we get to access one or whether or not we can change to a different one and get a different opinion or how long it'll take us to access yeah. that, right? So those factors play in, you know, in that matter, I think in a big way, whereas that's one thing in the States, like I know my uncle went to the States and paid out of pocket to have eye surgery because um, he needed it. And he, they were like, oh, it'll be, we don't even know when you'll get in because of COVID, right? And mm -hmm. he's like, well, I'm literally, I'm losing my vision. And they're like, yeah, COVID. And yeah, COVID, so yeah. In, <laughs> And he's like, okay, but like objectively, you know, he's a smart guy. So he was like, okay, your number, like your hospital numbers aren't any different than they have been any other year, really. What's the problem? Like, just let me in the hospital. So he's an yeah, accountant, yeah. right? So he's like, I, I understand the numbers. Like, just like, anyway, so he just went down and, and it literally took him like a, like a week to get it booked and him down there and done and turned around and, and brought back home and his vision completely corrected and no more risk of his eyeball literally exploding inside of his head like while yeah. waiting for surgery you know and, and this on. is one thing this is one thing that people do not understand in the states at oh canada you have free health care no no we, we pay a lot for it I, 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 the numbers i was yeah. looking at i, I was seeing I seen as high as twelve thousand. I've heard arguments as low as three to four thousand per person, regardless if you use it or not. And in fact, about eighty percent of our population does not use a hospital. It's more for the twenty percent that do. 
So 80% is basically funding that 20%. Yeah. And, 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 I, and I've said before, you know, if you have, if you have a back problem or let's say you have a hip problem, it doesn't sound too bad, but now you start walking funny. So now your spine goes out of alignment. Your gait is all fucked up, which causes now chronic pain for years while you wait to see someone in order to do it instead of, you know what, I'll pay the $2,000 instead of being in chronic pain. I can't work. I can't do anything. So I'll, you know what? I'll pay the $2,000 and go to someone that can fix my hip or whatever yeah. the number is. Even if it's $10,000, $10,000 to not be in chronic pain oh, for yeah. two years. I think anyone would take that, that bet. Absolutely. I mean, even when I got sick of like some years ago with gallbladder problems and they put me on a waiting list for surgery, even though I didn't have stolens, I was, it's just inflamed and they didn't give a shit about why. And, and while I waited for this six to 12 months, I was like, well, I'm super sick. So I'm going to like try to do something. And I made myself better in the meanwhile by, you know, changing my diet and taking care of myself differently or whatever stuff they didn't even offer to tell me how to do, you know, mm -hmm. uh, my regular doctor. <clears throat> and I did, you know, also our, like, I mean, about 30% of our healthcare is still privately funded through private insurance too. It, it, well, it's, it is becoming a little more prominent. I know BC has been pushing a lot for uh, private practices. I think there are a few in Manitoba, if I don't, if I remember correct. But in BC, it's becoming more and more prominent because all our doctors leave to the states. But what I mean is like by people with private health care plans, right? Like there are so many things that are not actually covered, like any accessories, right? Like crutches and wheelchairs and mm -hmm. prosthetics and like things like that, right? Diabetic supplies. We hear about this all the time, right? So some yeah. of these things aren't actually covered under healthcare. And then there are lots of things that you're, if you have private insurance through, you know, work or just that you pay for or whatever, so that you have dental and stuff, there are other things that are funded under that as well for hospital stays and stuff that, otherwise would get billed and um, a lot of it ends up falling under other funding if you're on assistance or low income then those things tend to cover it or whatever mm -hmm. but otherwise it's privately funded right that's not coming out of the main healthcare system those no. additional things are separately funded from that main whatever we're putting in income tax and canada ranks 27th out of 28 nations with socialized health care Despite spending, despite spending at the same rate as the number one rated nation based on percent of GDP. What's the number one? I have yeah. a Facebook post about that that I made some time ago that has some great info, which I will send to you in the meanwhile. I think it's Sweden. Um, well, Sweden, they, it's they, Sweden or Switzerland. I they sound nothing alike, but just the S messes with me, and I mix them up all the time. Well, so. even even with those Nordic countries, like they, uh, their tax rates are significantly higher than ours. I think it's upwards of sixty to seventy percent of their income or of their yeah of their tax rate. So they pay significantly more. Plus, they, you know, they invest. Even if it is, uh, I think it is. Um, I think it is Switzerland that I think they have a, like a 60 or 70 that's considered number one, but they, they fund their healthcare pretty heavily. And for the, their population size, they're not very big. So, 
before we get any further again, <laughs> I have some thoughts. <laughs> okay, so okay. with your question that you had had, you know, like um, about, I guess, morals and doctors and stuff like that, like should they have the right to refuse if it kind of goes against their morals or whatever ideals or religious whatever? I, I personally... Does it affect your moral? Yeah, I, I think they should. I, I think they should have that right to say no. However, if, say, I was a doctor and I was against, say, giving abortions, just because we're on that topic, okay? Um, mm-hmm. If I was against doing that, then I think it should be mandatory that at that point, if I'm refusing to do it, that, okay, I can say, well, I, I'm not going to do it, but here is a number and a contact for somebody who will and direct them to the proper um, specialist or doctor that can perform said surgeries. I think people should have that right to be able to say no. If you want to be able to fight or if you want to fight for people's rights to be able to choose what they do with their bodies, my body, my choice, well, morals is the same thing. Um, ethics and morals, I think they should be able to say no if that goes against what they want to do. For me personally, if I were a doctor and somebody had given birth to a baby and said they wanted to abort it after the baby is born and breathing on its own, I would not be able to live with myself being able to do that. That's me personally. But, yeah, you know, but at the same time, like, it, it really reminds me of the whole We've talked about it before in past episodes quite a while ago, the whole Jessica Yuneev situation. Okay, so Jessica Yuneev is a, was a man who liked to put on a wig and pretend that he was a woman or say he was a woman and had booked himself an appointment at a, a bikini waxer's place for a bikini wax. Showed up, took down the pants and cock and balls, Okay. So the woman had refused service because she was expecting a vagina and received cock and balls in her face. So she said yeah. no because she was uncomfortable with doing said thing. He then yeah. proceeded to do the whole I'm canceling you thing, take him to court, shit like that. Their business ended up getting shut down because she refused service to him. I do not think, I think people should be able to say no if it's something that they're uncomfortable with and don't feel right. They should be able to have that choice personally. Absolutely. So that's yeah. where my standing is on that. But what if it's now there's a problem again? I've heard, for example, of um, doctors refusing to give a woman an IUD mm-hmm. or refusing to give a woman even a referral to talk to a surgeon about uh, having a sterilization procedure. That's because the- she's young and might want children later or whatever um and these are like i've heard this firsthand from individuals now today here in canada never mind like you know uh, outside of that hey just Mm -hmm. as an aside can i just put a link in this like message we're offended online show or should i put it somewhere else no you can put it there but yeah i see it so yeah i can grab there but um so it's just one um piece about like uh, information about hospitals and so i i did a lot of research on this last year i got very curious the thing is is i think that it should be one of those kind of mutual understandings where okay this is what we 
feel, okay, this is what we're going to say that you can make that choice, you can do this. But if you decide to go against this choice or you want to make the choice to opt out of said thing, then you have to be able to provide the person with proper medical care. So if I don't want to, me as a doctor doesn't want to give an abortion to somebody because I can't bring myself to do so, as hard as it would be for me to then give a name and number to somebody who could do it, a doctor that would do it, I think that that should be something that's a mandatory thing. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, absolutely like not actually doing the procedure because um, you're not comfortable with it and we respect that, but you have to take care of your client. The or there should be like a patient. third party service that provides that referral yeah. to you. Right. Yeah, like, so that it doesn't do. even have to be your family doctor. Like a very, when I cho- chose to have an abortion, I was able to like, I phoned this intake line and they gave me a wait time because it was near Christmas, of course, just to add to the fun <laughs> of things. It was actually there. It was my birthday is early in December and there was a terrible snowstorm and I had to shovel and shovel and shovel and shovel. And I was super upset. And then I went in to have a hot bath and my water wasn't working. And then like the next day I found out I was knocked out. Oh my it's just God. like the worst. It's that was like one of those, things like, right there. This was so bad, right? Yeah. So uh, anyway, um, <laughs> now I lost my train of thought. It's Kim. No, I did that. It's my... What oh. I interjected with that extra commentary. <laughs> what the heck were we just talking about? Uh, you made a phone call. Uh, doctor's choice, making a referral. Oh, oh, it was no trouble to, like, they were, it was too much of a wait for, through, like, to go through this, like, main intake line. And the woman was like, oh, it's okay. I can just give you the number of a doctor and you can phone her office directly and book an appointment and then, like, get into her clients. Like, it wasn't a problem. Well, see, and that I think it, that's a good so, thing too. So, why like, can't we just have that, right? They, exactly. If a doctor doesn't just, feel comfortable with doing the procedure or even recommending, I mean, if there's a number for somebody to call yeah. for them to then give them the information that's needed, hundred percent. Because the thing is, okay, I may not, me personally, if I were pregnant, I would not be able to go through with having an abortion. I just couldn't do it. So that's me personally. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't people out there who want to slash need to slash health slash money slash 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 slash. Like, that's their choice. You know what I mean? Like, me personally, I couldn't, but I wouldn't want to then my personal choice saying no, like, I couldn't do this. Um, I wouldn't want to then stop somebody else's ability to be able to do that because of my morals or my thoughts you know what I mean like and that's kind of why I say like I'm on that I'm on that that tightrope kind of in the middle because it's against what I would want to do and there there are exceptions or um I can't think of the proper word right now extremes humbling too much like Like, I I think you know okay well this is too far but I can yeah. understand why somebody would make that choice. Yeah. And like, and without any air of, you know, uh, superiority or anything, like I, I said it too. I said, I, Oh, I would never do it myself. It's fine for other people. If that's their choice, I would never do it myself. Yeah. You know? 
um, I, I said it. And I think that I, I, I was thinking of this before, actually, and I jotted it down. So it's kind of neat that we circled around to it. Like, all of us probably would compromise our morals to a certain extent if we're under a lot of pressure. Um, oh, 100%. You know, uh, and it it's variable, right? There are certain things. And I mean, it is like you really test your mettle when you are put into a, a difficult situation, right? Like so many people were, you know, with employment mandates as a simple example, right? That, you know, people had to decide, am I going to go take this job and, you know, make that sacrifice and keep my job? Or am I going to lose my job, make that sacrifice? like for my stance on this or whatever. Right. And that's yeah. where you see what, you know, what you're willing, or just obviously there were people who were like, I'm comfortable getting this shot and, and I'm going to do it. And that's what I think is the right choice for me. And that's cool for them too. Like I, and I, I wanted them to have access, right. It's another factor with healthcare. Like you should yeah. make things available to people. And if people people should get all the information and if they want to do it, I don't care. When I go get 15 of those, go ahead. You want to get like, you want to like go do some speed balls and then ride a motorbike (laughs) out of the back of a helicopter. I think I've already said this on your show. I like (laughs) jump on a mountain or something and then like need to go to the hospital. I don't know. Go ahead. Like you're going to overdose and get Narcan. Go ahead. Like I'm ride or die for the healthcare. Uh, You know, overall, if we're going to have public health care, like yeah. use it up there it's got to be just like you can have it well you that's know? the thing like yeah. when people with the, like the vaccines and stuff like that if i had discrepancies about it or if i chose not to do it honestly i couldn't care less if someone got the vaccine or they didn't get the vaccine because it to me okay well that's their choice like if this is what they want yeah. to do i'm gonna do what i what i feel is right for me and I trust that people are going to do what's right for them. Like, I, I don't think people should have to force people to do certain things. And with coming back full circle here, when it comes to, like, the, the Roe v. Wade thing, I think a lot of people have wrong or misconceptions about what this bill or whatever actually is and what overturning it actually is. Nobody is saying that abortions are going to be illegal and you're never going to be able to have them. It's no. allowing the states to make Some people will have to travel out of state, though. Some, like might, some states yes. will, for sure. Yeah. 100%. And like, I can see that, <laughs> you know, but out just of the- being scary or just imagine you're, like, having a tough, like, you're having a, a bad miscarriage and you need to have a, a DNC, yeah. you know, um, and now you have to fight about it, right? Or, like, go have some kind of court hearing like while you're bleeding and losing your baby. Yeah. And I mean, the thing yeah. is, that's like, just kind of fucked up too, right? With it too, that like they're, they're talking about out of how many states are in the United States, the 51 or 52, whatever. But four of them. Isn't it just 50 straight up? I don't I thought Hawaii was the 51st state, but I could be wrong. Whatever. I don't know. I I'm know. not American. So we'll say 50. Don't they not actually, isn't, didn't they just appropriate Hawaii? Yeah, they they invaded. Sorry, and it's another factor. I, think, I, think <laughs> I they, don't know. I think it's Whatever bullshit. number it may be, like statistics show, well, only four of those states would be against having the abortion anyway. So you think there's significantly more? It's not just four. I know uh, there are a lot of states that have trigger 
laws that the second Roe v. Wade gets overturned, there's automatically kicks in. There are some that are going yeah, to look at outright Texas banning has them it. or yeah, the trigger sure. laws. Yeah. Yeah, there, yeah, there's quite a few. I think there's 13, actually, that have trigger laws waiting um, for when Roe Montana, v. Wade gets Montana does, too. And in Montana, it's straight up moment of conception and murder charge. Yeah, so it's they're, they're going hard in the paint. Like, some of oh. it is, is, like, scary. And I think, I think, but I'm not, maybe I shouldn't say without... I think in some of those states like there that they'll like charge you even if you go do it out of state. See, no, I don't, that see, I'm, I'm that, not sure, but that I would I would fight against. Like to be honest, I I don't think that that's right. I think they now what we've talked about a few times already is the up to and including birth. So after the baby has been born, at that moment, I can understand that ruling. But in your first yeah. trimester, yeah. I, I can't. I, yeah, I, I feel can't. like first trimester is like a very reasonable and achievable yeah. timeline. Absolutely. Like, yeah. really, you know, yeah. unless there's, I mean, I have heard of situations where people were put on waiting, like waiting lists. And actually, even in states where they had laws about it, and then they're put on waiting lists, and then like the waiting list is longer than the law about how long or whatever. And that is really problematic too, because that's yeah. basically like forcing again, you know. See, and, and that, yeah. that again would be one of those situations where I'd kind of I would understand, you know what I mean? Like it's, I, I don't think it'd be any easier, like uh, morally, like thinking about it. I don't, I don't think it would be any yeah. easier, and I think it would yeah. be much harder on the mother. Um, but if you're being forced to wait, and you've already made that choice within the proper amount of time. That's another thing too. Like that, that would be another one of those situations where okay, I can understand that. And I, I don't know. I, I think I, I would like to hear anybody who's actually listened to this long, <laughs> um, to what what your feelings are on this whole thing. Like, do you understand more so what the the laws are now? Um, what it is that they're trying to do, what it is that they did do, and what your feelings are on this whole situation. Like, do you feel like this is a really bad mistake? Are you pro it? Are you against it? Like, leave it in the comment section below. Let us know what you're feeling about this. Um, I think we're going to wrap this up. We've we've taken up a lot of your time yeah. today on a Friday. Bedtime. <laughs> yes. It's bedtime for us. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> So thank you so it's much, Amy. Also, for it's Switzerland. It's Switzerland. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Switzerland is the number one. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I was like, I figured. Switzerland. <laughs> okay. It's okay. always Switzerland. I, I think, the answer is <laughs> yeah. yeah because it has to do a lot of what their their banking um has to do. Uh, I think with a lot of their uh, how they invested their money. Their their country is extremely wealthy. So yes. Awesome. Okay, well, thank you very much, Amy. Yeah, uh, that was thanks a, a for great conversation. Thanks As for always, the impromptu it was a invite. I like, I like your impromptu invites. They usually work out. So, yeah. <laughs> yes. No, I, I like it for too sure. because it's a, it's a different, a different perspective, right? So there are certain things that we kind of, you, you think differently than I do and Tyler does. So it's, it's kind of nice having that kind of, that conversation. 
without it being an argument, without it, whatever, like being able to have yeah, a I'm, conversation. I like it. I'm not offended by it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I value the balancing effect of disagreement. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm not like threatened by it. Good. Right. So yeah, for sure. Awesome. And nor, nor are you too. So <laughs> no. Yeah. So don't forget, you can check us yeah. out in all the places listed in the description box below. Um, have have a fantastic weekend, and hope you all had a good week. Have a good Friday. Bye, guys. Yeah, take it easy, folks. Bye.